In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We all know the, the beautiful story of creation that we hear and read about in the book of Genesis. And we all know that familiar sentence when God is creating the world and he says, let there be light. And there was light. But what you might not have realized is when he says, let there be light, he's not talking about the sun in the sky. That gets created a few sentences later. The light that is coming into being is something spiritual. It is not the material sun that God created. But that light is something of his own energies, as we call them. So God's own energy, God who is light and love and life and joy and peace and all these what we call the energies of God, this is what comes into the world. It had already existed before all time because God has existed. But he allows this part of himself, his energies, to come and materialize and create the world. So God creates the world through his own, what we call his energies. So the idea of light we have to understand as something spiritual not material. So with that in mind, the gospel reading today will make a little bit more sense. Because when he calls his apostles, his disciples, and he says, you are the light of the world, clearly they are not to manifest physical, material light, but something spiritual. And it is in fact that exact same energy of God that they are to possess, that they are to give to the world in order to recreate the world, to restore the world, just as that light first came and through that light created the world, it must be recreated. Now, how is that possible? Well, there's another clue. What did Christ say? He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. And he says to the apostles and disciples, without me you can do nothing. That light that is Christ is the light of God, is the Holy Trinity, and through it, all things were made, as we read in St. John's Gospel. Through Christ, all things were made in the beginning. And again, all things through Christ will be remade, restored. How does that happen? It happens right here in this liturgy. It happens through the church. It happens and it began 
at your baptisms, when you were what? What's the word we use? Again, it has something to do with light. We say you were illumined. See, it's all connected. It's all connected. You were illumined. You also received that light, that same light. And that same light is what happened at Pentecost. That's why it says there was fire or lights above the heads of the disciples. And you all received it. Isn't that amazing and wonderful that we have participated as Orthodox Christians in this recreation of the world by ourselves being recreated, restored to the image of God. However, there's a warning in the gospel. Having received all this, being the light of the world, do I take that light and hide it under a bushel? Do I hide it under a table? Who would do such a thing? We certainly wouldn't do that with a lamp in our own house, God's, uh, Christ says. You don't light a lamp and shut it behind a door or under a bushel. No, what do you do? You put it on a stand or on a table like this so that the light can emanate and illumine where you are. So he uses this figure of speech for the exact same purpose with regard to this spiritual light, which is the Holy Spirit that is in us, that we've received. What are we doing with it? How are we letting it shine? That's the question each of us has to ask. And how are we hiding it? We hide it when we sin. We hide it when we lose courage and lose commitment in our spiritual life. But we show it when we repent. We show it when we also uh, allow that light to work through us and do the virtues that we are called to do. To love, to be kind, to forgive, to be generous. All the beautiful things we are called to do in the world. This is the shining of God's light through us. Where? In our own families, first and foremost. In our own marriages, with our own family members, our children, with our neighbors, with everyone around us. And only in that way does this whole thing we call orthodoxy, this whole thing we call Christianity, that's the only way it's going to be real. That's the only way it becomes truthful and something real we actually do. And not just something we talk about on Sundays. Like, like we're some kind of book club. This is what we have to do. There has to be action. It has to be deliberate. It has to be intentional. Otherwise, it's just a nice philosophy. But it doesn't actually do anything, does it? It doesn't actually change the world. So, we see how this light has done amazing things in the world. And one of those things is through the Holy Fathers, who we call illumined, who we celebrate today, the Fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council, who were confronted with all kinds of heresies, all kinds of lies. 
and they had to shine the light of the truth of the gospel, the truth of the faith, on all those lies and heresies and repel them from the church so that the church could remain pure and continue to give that true light to the world and not false teachings and lies of the devil that come in the form of heresies. We see that same light in the martyrs. And there are two martyrs today that are really important to meditate on and remember and honor. The first is Saint Marina of Antioch, who uh, you see often in icons, and um, she has a hammer, and she's beating a devil. She's called upon often for those suffering uh, from any kind of demonic possession. And her ultimate commitment to Christ, who she had that light, that love, and she refused to denounce him. She said, I follow, I call upon the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, she says to the pagan rulers who then proceed to torture her and put her to death. There was another light not too long ago, and that we commemorate today, and that is in the family of the holy royal martyrs of Russia. This is a family. The Tsar of Russia, Nikolai II, his wife, uh, Alexandria the Empress, four daughters and a young son, martyred, shot to death by communists because they represented orthodoxy. They represented what Russia had uh, been for over a thousand years. And the communist atheists wanted to erase that. But of course, they couldn't, because even today, we still remember them and their courage and their faith, and we honor them. So the light of Christ that he talks about is something we received, you and I, in our baptisms. And we must do our best to let it shine, to let it illumine our own selves first through our own repentance so that we might also bring that love, that light of Christ to those around us in a world that is still in darkness. The world is in utter darkness. And only the church, only our Orthodox Church has the light, has the medicine, has the remedy, and that is Jesus Christ. Not our politicians, not philosophies, not other religions. Jesus Christ in the Orthodox Church is the only hope and the only solution and the only true light. And we have come today into this liturgy to receive that same light. Because what are we going to sing in just a few more minutes? After we receive communion, after we receive Christ, what do we sing? We have seen the light. We have seen, we have received the light. We have received the true, true light. We have received the Holy Spirit. So let's sing that and mean it, and then live it. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.